Hello, I'm Rob, and welcome to this week's edition of the Black Country Talking News for the 15th of March, 2023. Hello, and welcome to the Black Country Talking News, brought to you by the sight loss charity Beacons. We're pleased to confirm that the Talking News is now available via Alexa. Once you've enabled the Talking Newspapers skill, all you need to do is play Talking Newspapers and ask for the Black Country Talking News. Our Talking News service is also available via the free Wireless for the Blind app. It can be found on the Beacon Centre website www.beaconvision.org org forward slash talking dash news as a podcast via services such as Apple or Spotify or as a free CD. Simply contact Beacon Centre on 01902 880 111. We hope you enjoy this week's edition. Reading this week, we have myself, Rob, Christine, Angela, Ian, Liz, Helen, Mina, Simon, And of course, not forgetting, flashback Roger. In this week's edition, we have local news for the black country, an update from Beacon, the quiz with Mina, the latest news from Wolves and West Bromwich Albion, a did you know section from flashback Roger, the weather for the week ahead, another episode of our fortnightly feature, the 10 to day gentle exercise sessions. And we spring around the corner with an article sharing some tips on things to do in the garden this month. Local news to start though, with Liz, Christine, Ian, but first, it's Helen. Adults in Wolverhampton have got the chance to make better, healthier life choices in return for rewards, such as money off their supermarket shopping. The city has been selected to exclusively pilot the Better Health Reward Scheme, designed to test whether offering rewards and incentives can help people to eat better and increase their physical activity levels. To get started, people aged 18 and over simply need to download the free Better Health Rewards app, available from the App Store or Google Play, which they will then sync to their fitness tracker. If they haven't got a tracker, they can claim one for free, which will be delivered to their door. The app will generate personalised health goals for every participant, such as increasing their step count or eating more fruit and vegetables, with people able to earn points for completing challenges, which they can swap for rewards. There are thousands of rewards up for grabs in the Better Health Rewards app, including Aldi, Asda, Morrison, Sainsbury and Tesco vouchers, Pure Gym, Places Gym, Nuffield, WV Active and Complexion Gym Passes. Gift cards for well-known retailers including Amazon, Argos, TK Maxx, The Wolves FC Store and many more. Activities such as cinema tickets and family days out. Everyone can earn at least £40 of rewards by taking part in the app. Rewards are unlocked by completing challenges in the app. The app has a number of accessible options, including the ability to change contrast levels and fonts, zoom in text, and is compatible with speech recognition software and screen readers. Be quick though, you only have until March 31st to sign up. The 1,000th patient has been admitted to a respiratory virtual ward at the trust running Dudley's Russells Hall Hospital. 
Virtual wards allow patients to get the care they need at home safely and conveniently rather than being in hospital. They enable more people to receive the acute care, remote monitoring and treatment they need in their own home and can help prevent admissions or allow for an earlier supported discharge. The ward run by the Dudley Group NHS Foundation Trust was opened in September 2021 as a response to COVID-19 patients whose lungs were affected. Patients that are deemed able to recover better in their own home can take home specialist equipment, a pulse oximeter, while still under the care of the hospital. This allows them to continue to be regularly monitored by NHS staff remotely. The equipment sends frequent readings to clinicians and will alert them should the reading suggest the patient requires help. Patients recovering at home report being in a familiar and comfortable environment helps them rest and sleep better without interruptions from patients or beeping and noisy equipment often found on a hospital ward. Virtual wards have benefited patients to the extent that more are being created across the Midlands for treating cancer patients, caring for heart failure patients, outpatients and many more. The Dudley Group NHS Foundation Trust was an early adopter of the virtual ward programme and plans to expand its current virtual ward programme to include another two wards, complex nutrition and cardiology. This expansion will allow more patients to be seen on ward by freeing up hospital beds. The proportion of black country patients offered face-to-face appointments with their GP has risen by nearly 20% since two years ago, new figures show. The latest figures for GP access show that 609,685 appointments took place in January, up from 541,146 in December 2022. Of these, 46% took place on the same day and 73% of appointments were face-to-face, up from 54% compared to January 2021. It follows widespread criticism from patients who said they had struggled to get appointments with their doctor in person during the pandemic and also after restrictions lifted. Dr Salma Rihanna, a GP in Wolverhampton, said demand for GP services continued to rise and NHS teams were working harder than ever to ensure patients get the care they need. We are proud of our primary care colleagues who have embraced technology and new ways of working, enabling us to provide more primary care appointments in our system than ever before, despite a fall in the number of GPs, she said. There isn't one type of appointment that suits all patients and GPs in the black country have adapted to provide patients with alternative methods of accessing services via telephone and online consultations, whilst continuing to offer face-to-face appointments when clinically appropriate. Many GP practices now have a range of health professionals and trained clinicians available who can also diagnose and treat health conditions. This ensures patients see the right person at the right time more quickly and allows GPs to spend more time with patients with the greatest needs. Additional GP appointments are now also available on evenings and weekends, giving patients more choice and flexibility for routine, bookable appointments to fit in with their busy schedules and family commitments. 
Two heroic West Midlands paramedics who survived a knife attack while doing their jobs have been recognised for their ongoing commitment and bravery. The West Midlands Ambulance Services' Dina Evans from Willenhall and Michael Hipgrave from Colebrookdale accepted the Emergency Services Award at last week's Pride of Birmingham Awards 2023. In July 2020, the pair suffered a life-threatening knife attack when responding with two police officers to do a wellness check on a man in Wolverhampton. Upon entering the property, the man lunged at Dina with an eight-inch kitchen knife in each hand, plunging one into her chest, puncturing her lung and slashing her with the other. Crewmate Michael threw himself between Dina and her assailant, himself receiving a stab wound to the back before police used a stun gun on the attacker. Martin Smith was sent to prison for nine years at Wolverhampton Crown Court in 2021 after admitting two charges of wounding with intent to cause grievous bodily harm. Despite their ordeal, both Dina and Michael returned to work one year later, determined that they would not let the actions of one man stop them from trying to save lives. According to reports from the incident, the wounds Michael received from putting himself between Dina and the attacker lined up directly with Dina's heart, suggesting her wounds could have been fatal. Hosting the awards was actor Kim Marsh, best known for her role as Michelle Connor on Coronation Street. She said, This is an amazing group of winners. Their courage, selfless dedication, inspiration and kindness are exactly what the world needs right now. Hearing their incredible stories can't fail to inspire you and restore your faith in humanity. Up next, we hear from Helen, who of course has for us the Beacon Update. Hi everyone, it's Helen from Beacon. How are you? Hope you managed okay in the snow. While it had some impact on our shops and our services last week, we would like to say thank you to our staff, particularly our care and hospitality teams who did all they could to make sure nobody went without support despite the challenging weather conditions. And while I'm talking about our staff, this week we were saying a special thank you to Sponsored Breaks who have partnered with Beacon so we can show our team how much we appreciate what they do. Twice a year, a Beacon staff member who goes above and beyond to make a difference for people impacted by sight loss will win a free break in a camper van provided by Sponsor Breaks, which is a social enterprise that's dedicated to celebrating deserving people through sponsorship on their van, website and social media platforms. We're so excited that they have chosen to recognise the amazing team we have here at Beacon. Now, did you know that it's recently been International Women's Day? We're proud to be an inclusive team here at Beacon and we'd like to say thank you to all the women who help us make a visible difference for people with sight loss. This year's theme was all about embracing equity, something we can all get behind to create places and spaces where we can all thrive. And in case you're wondering, International Men's Day? Yep, it's November the 19th. Now, do you fancy a swim? Well, not outside perhaps at the moment given the recent weather, but our regular sessions are a great way to get fit and meet new friends. We visit an easy to access pool and have two lanes cordoned off for Beacon Centre members. We can even provide transport to and from the leisure centre if needed. If you'd like to join our next trip, call 01902-880-111 or visit our website www.beaconvision.org. Last up, a reminder about our family fun colour run. Are you not sure what it is? Well, it's a 5k run, although you can walk, jump, even hop if you want, with four colour stations 
where you'll get a blast of brightness as you go through. We can guarantee there will not be a clean t-shirt to be found at the end of a run. Join us for the event that's fun for all ages at West Park in Wolverhampton on Sunday, May the 14th. Get your ticket now, www.beaconvision.org forward slash colour hyphen run. And if you need to call us, don't forget, you can ring 01902 880111. That's 01902 880111 or email inquiries at beaconvision.org. That's all for this week. I'll be back again soon. Bye bye. Cheers that update, Helen. Up now, we're next block of local news. And starting this one off, we first hear Christine. The time taken to process blue badge applications for Wolverhampton residents has decreased significantly, council bosses heard this week. At Wolverhampton Council's scrutiny board meeting, members heard how application processing times had lessened favourably compared to many other local authorities. Blue badges help people with disabilities or health conditions to park closer to their destinations. The council's contact centre manager, Lisa Powell, told the meeting, The report we are presenting to provide an update on blue badge processing progress covers the period April 1st, 2022 to December 31st, 2022, during which the average processing time decreased from 32 days to 20 days. Guidance that we follow for processing applications set by the Department for Transport is 84 days, so this is a massive improvement, not just for our service, but generally. We've got four surgeries currently running to deliver support to customers who do not have access to digital technology or are unable to complete their application online. One of the most recent is at the Institute in Tettenhall. Others have been delivered from the Civic Centre, Wensfield Library and Bilston Library. Customer feedback has reduced a lot. We do get web inquiries, but these are normally centred around how the processing works. What we want to do now is move to the next stage where we are looking at the misuse of blue badges, people using other people's etc. and all the areas in which they can be improved. I've only ever heard of one complaint in the last 18 months, if you could call it that. If you are registered as Severely Sight Impaired, SSI, you could be eligible to apply for the Blue Badge Scheme. Although the Blue Badge would be in your name and you would be unable to drive yourself because of your sight loss, you can use it in any vehicle in which you travel. For more information about the scheme, contact your local authority. Bus services in the Black Country have been saved, but another is still set to be scrapped next month, bus chiefs have confirmed. Diamond Bus initially said it would axe its 002, 45 and 226 services from April the 15th, citing high running costs and a lack of usage, meaning they were no longer viable. However, the move sparked a backlash from residents alongside politicians who called for the lifeline routes to be saved, with more than 5,000 signing petitions. And now it has been revealed two of the routes, the 002 route from Wheelie Castle to Mary Hill and the 226, which runs from Mary Hill to Dudley, will be saved, albeit with service changes. But the 45 route, which runs from Walsall to West Bromwich, is still branded as commercially unviable, with talks still continuing with Chiefs at Transport for West Midlands to see whether it can be rescued. Sunday services on the 002 route will be withdrawn from April the 15th, with other services remaining as they currently are. Meanwhile, the 226 service will revert to its old route, 
omitting Wall Heath, and on Monday to Friday, some early morning journeys will be removed with a 30-minute frequency during the daytime. Saturday services will be reduced to hourly due to them being the company's most loss-making journeys of the week, and 226A evening and Sunday services will be renamed back to 226 and remain as per current hourly timetable and route. A drive to encourage more women in Wolverhampton to become taxi drivers has been launched by a councillor after figures revealed that 97% of the 20,000 working in the city were men. Councillor Wendy Dalton called for a campaign to recruit more women into the trade at a meeting of the council's regulatory committee, which was held on International Women's Day. She told members, speaking as a woman, I'd like to see more women taxi drivers as I think this would give all of us more assurance when taking a taxi somewhere, particularly if someone is travelling alone. What campaign could this council put forward to have an equality and a balance of more women in the profession? This issue is very relevant, especially as it has just been International Women's Week. Greg Bickerdyke, the council's licensing manager, said, The initiative of working with women is something we are aware of and we are looking at how we can support this and encourage more women into the trade. We do have women who are in this profession, so it will involve speaking to them and understanding the benefits that a career as a licensed driver can provide them with, particularly around flexibility. And then the next step would be using that information to promote it to other women who maybe fancy a career change or women who are out of work in order for us to get more female drivers licensed with us. That is something we are aware of and are working on, so I will be reporting back on it in the future. Councillor Dalton said she would look forward to seeing a campaign for more women taxi drivers being implemented in the city. The Regulatory Committee also approved the purchase of personal safety alarms for all vehicles licensed as a hackney carriage or private hire vehicle in the city. Members also endorsed the Safety Tips for Taxi and Private Hire Drivers guidance produced to help workers in the trade to stay safe. An appeal for donations has been launched to fund the installation of a lift at an airport cafe so that everyone can enjoy a cuppa with a view. The Tower Cafe at Halfpenny Green Airfield, not far from Dudley and Wolverhampton, has a viewing platform that allows visitors to watch the planes take off, but it is only able to be reached by a set of stairs. This is a challenge for wheelchair user and plane fanatic Corey Hazley so the 27-year-old hopes to raise £24,000 to fund a lift to be installed at the site. Corey, who has been visiting the Crab Lane Airport near Bobbington for six years and is the only person in the world who suffers from his life-limiting condition, he also has sight problems. He said, There is a lot of people like myself and a lot of elderly people that need assistance and the best way would be to have a lift. The staff at the cafe bring the food down the stairs to where we are outside, but it would be nice to get up in the cafe. Why should disabled people not get to experience everything like everyone else? Even a coffee won't warm you up when it's bitterly cold, and that's why we are trying to make this work. For me, it would mean the world to raise the money because I would achieve another goal and it would help to make another door open so that I can have the same experiences as everyone else. Despite the sight loss, Corey uses his other senses to experience the taking off and landing of the planes, including the sounds of the aircraft and the smell of the fuel. 
It was Michelle Taylor who launched the initiative in October of last year with her husband Kevin after visiting the cafe and noticing the lack of accessibility. Around £600 has been raised so far and they aim to raise more by hosting several ticketed events throughout the year through Michelle and Kevin's company called Dangerous Sheep. Michelle, who is 45 and from Wombourne, said, When I visited the cafe, there were people in wheelchairs sitting outside in the garden and you could see that they were absolutely perished. It begs the question of why there isn't disabled access. It is the only airport cafe that is open airside so visitors can watch the planes take off. It's a facility that is needed in so many ways. We have sat in the cafe at times and watched people carrying pushchairs up the stairs with newborn babies so it's for everyone really. I think it will give everyone the chance to be able to feel included rather than excluded because you go to a cafe and you don't expect to sit outside. People can donate to the cause by visiting GoFundMe.com and searching Tower Cafe. To buy tickets for events to help fund the lift, go to DangerousSheep.com forward slash events. Now it's time to test your knowledge as we have the quiz questions for this edition and they're brought to us by Mina. Hello and welcome to this week's Flashback Quiz. All the answers you need can be found later in Flashback Rogers Did You Know feature. But for now, these are your questions. Here we go. Question one. What was the first computer mouse made from? Question two. What strange name is given to the modern keyboard? Question three. What was the name of the computer that beat the chess grandmaster? Question four. What was the name of the popular 1980s arcade game featuring aliens? Question five. What was the name of the secret code that Alan Turing cracked in the 1940s? And finally, question six. What is the name of the device that produces designs in fabrics? I will be back with you with the answers later, but for now, best of luck. Cheers for those questions, Mina. I'll get my mind working on those. Up now, however, it's another block of local news. Dudley Zoo is giving back to mothers across the region this Mother's Day by offering them free admission over both days of the weekend. The special offer comes after an eventful year at the zoo with lots of new babies, such as Jim and Joe the Bornean orangutans and Niffler the Binturong. A spokesman for the zoo said, Due to popular demand, we're extending the offer for the entire Mothering Sunday weekend, Saturday, March the 18th and Sunday, March the 19th. Come and see Bornean orangutan Jazz, who's proving to be an amazing mum and grandmother, not forgetting our fabulous first-time mothers, Flo the Sloth, Lyra the Giant Anteater and Coco the Binturong, as well as the old hands such as Josie the Giraffe and Phoebe the Ring-Tailed Lemur. To claim the free admission, mums will need to pre-book their entry in advance online, which was initially only valid for Mother's Day, but has now been extended to include Saturday, March the 18th. They must also be accompanied by a full-paying child or adult, and only pre-booked online tickets will be accepted on the day. 
there's a bright future in store for a city market after plans were unveiled for a multi-million pound refurbishment project. Bilston Indoor Market celebrated its 50th birthday at the weekend, but Wolverhampton Council is already looking ahead to the future and creating a modern market and events venue. It is investing £5.2 million from the town's funds into enhancing the environmental quality and updating the dated outside market area, as well as creating a flexible space to host and bring in events. The plans would include the building of an enormous canopy cover spanning from the exit of the indoor market across the area of the outdoor area and which would provide a cover for all traders and customers. Wolverhampton Council Market's General Manager, Joanne Huntbatch, said the plans were very exciting and spoke of wanting to ensure the market was a place people could enjoy a day out at. She said, a lot of the focus is on the outdoor area as that has become a bit tired and dated and it needs a bit of work to keep it thriving for the next 200 years. So we have the grand plans with the canopy cover to cover all the stalls. We also plan to have a flexible space where we can host events, as that is something we've struggled to do previously due to the footprint of the area. So it will allow us to bring events in as well as additional retail units. Markets are a destination and people don't just want to come and shop as they want to enjoy the atmosphere and sit down for a cup of tea. And that's what we want to do to help people come here and enjoy themselves. A Black Country Arts Centre is inviting creative people to put forward their best works for its next exhibition. The Art Yard on Upper High Street in Cradley Heath will be holding its latest Open All Media exhibition between March 20th and April the 15th and has put out an invitation for submissions. Anyone looking to exhibit pieces can submit up to five pieces of work in any media with no special requirements in terms of the type of art or the subject matter being exhibited. Art Yard resident artist Martin Harris said the exhibitions, which take place every couple of months, usually saw around 100 to 150 pieces exhibited and spoke about what people have exhibited previously. He said, there's no theme as such and it's open to anything people might think up, whether that's something abstract, landscape, portraiture, sculpture or ceramics. When we started doing this about seven years ago, we had about 50 artists on our database and we're now approaching 600 with a lot of good amateurs, as well as people who've done artworks for 40 years and never had anywhere to display them. There's some really talented people who've exhibited alongside professionals and worked with Wolverhampton Arts Society and Dudley Art Society, so it's a really eclectic mix. Mr Harris said the organisation was looking forward to seeing works and helping to develop artists and said he could see people begin to open up when they had their work on display. He said, We know it takes a lot of courage to bring your work or a portfolio of work into the gallery and we're here to support artists and tell them that it's very fulfilling when you get people come into the gallery and see their works. You see them talking to people and really get used to the social side of it and you really see them open up when they start answering questions about their work. To find out more and to make a submission by Saturday, March 18th, go to scvo.info forward slash wp hyphen content forward slash uploads forward slash 2023 
forward slash zero three forward slash March hyphen twenty twenty three hyphen the hyphen art hyphen yard hyphen submission hyphen form dot doc. This week marks six decades since one of the most famous bands of all time played in Wolverhampton's Gaumont Cinema, Snow Hill, on Thursday, March 14th, 1963. It was 20 years ago today, sang the Beatles on the opening track of their album, Sgt Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. But time marches on and it is now 60 years since the Beatles performed in the black country. Sadly, that night back in 1963 left some Beatles fans rather disappointed as there were only three of their heroes to scream at. John Lennon was unable to take the stage because he had a heavy cold. Perhaps their fans found some consolation in the two support acts, Tommy Rowe and Chris Montez. A few months earlier, on Monday, November 19th, 1962, the Beatles had performed in the Black Country, taking to the stage at Smethwick Baths, before dashing off for a second show that evening at the Adelphi Ballroom in West Bromwich. When the Beatles returned to Wolverhampton on Tuesday, November 19th, 1963, exactly a year later, they were the biggest act in pop music and had no need of support acts. Their appearance was part of the band's autumn tour as they promoted their new album, With the Beatles, and their latest single, I Want to Hold Your Hand. They were to perform twice that evening at the Gaumont Cinema in Snow Hill, Wolverhampton's premier venue for pop acts at that time. For their two performances that night, they played the same 10 songs as they did every night of the tour. They opened with I Saw Her Standing There and followed it with From Me To You, All My Loving, You Really Got A Hold On Me, Roll Over Beethoven, Boys, Till There Was You, She Loves You, Money and Twist and Shout. The night now etched as the Beatles' last ever appearance in Wolverhampton. Want to know how to get ahead in the garden for the coming season? Here's some top tips from the experts at MK Pulse magazine. TNF Soundings. Features from across the UK. This is Jan with some seasonal tips and ideas from the gardening expert at the MK Pulse magazine based in Milton Keynes. Think ahead for summer colour. After what seems like an eternity, spring is just a few sleeps away, and the garden is already teasing us with glimpses of what is to come. The warmer days and lighter evenings mean that there is more time to get gardening jobs in hand, which is just as well as there is plenty to do. Have you tidied the garden from the winter woes? Have you cut back those winter shrubs? And you'll need to get busy with the bulbs. Now is the time to sort summer flowering examples. If you want to go all dramatic, lilies and gladioli are obvious tall examples. Fragrance counts too, and aside from the aforementioned, freesias are truly sensational and come in a variety of colours. If planting now, start them off in a greenhouse. Begonias and crocosmia will also play a part in turning a garden into a triumph. Choosing the flowers that you want to bloom in your outside space is all part of the fun, but don't put it off for too much longer. Think about what you are planting where and get busy with the task now for a summer spectacular. Roses are a garden staple for many and they are the quintessential English flower. 
but don't leave them to their own devices for much longer. Prune them now to improve their health and lifespan. That doesn't mean getting busy with the secateurs in a scene reminiscent of Edward Scissorhands. There is much more to it than that, and there are various rules for the various roses. What is good for a rambling rose won't work for a miniature, for example. Referring to the relevant labels, if you still have them, will prevent error. If you are hoping to welcome wildflowers into your garden, our pollinators will love you for it, and you can now sow native wildflower seeds in trays, ready to move outdoors later. Now is also the time to get reacquainted with Morris the mower. The general advice is to mow every week or two for the six-month period from March. It will keep your lawn trim and tidy and help to get rid of weeds. A word of warning for anyone taking on the lawn challenge for the first time in 2023 Mowing wet or frosty grass will create problems. If you need to wait a while, do. And this month's top tip, five a day is fine. Eight a day is great. Eating a variety of fruit and vegetables is key to good health and they never taste better than when they are homegrown, do they? As far as fruits are concerned, now is the time to plant up strawberries. And if you are partial to rhubarb, cover up your crowns using old containers. It encourages long stalks. As for veggies, cabbage, cauliflower, carrot, lettuce, parsley, Brussels sprouts, broad beans and beetroot can all be sown outdoors under cloches. And cucumber and aubergine will be fine in a heated greenhouse. Don't have one? A sunny windowsill will work. Get busy now and tasty times will follow. TNF Soundings. Coming up next on this week's edition of the Black Country Talking News, we have another block of local news. Despite Arctic snowstorms causing chaos on the rails and roads, the excitement in the NEC was palpable as dog lovers from across the world gathered for rafts. Thousands braced the icy weather for the world's greatest dog show to celebrate everything and anything canine, with around 24,000 dogs attending over the four days. Competition is an integral part of crafts, and the black country flag was flying proudly at numerous Discover Dog stands. While crafts is associated largely with breeders, charities were very much a presence at the dog show. Birmingham Dogs Home, which has a rescue in Wolverhampton, was in attendance, giving an insight into the world of rescues, with the newly adopted Buddy and Betty flying the flag for adoption. Another good-hearted organisation at Crufts was Bark and Reed, an alliance which is part of the Kennel Club Educational Trust, which encourages and empowers children to read. Kiara Farrell from the initiative said, Bark and Read is an alliance of lots of different charities that all bring dogs to schools to improve children gain self-confidence and overcome their fears. The dogs go to schools around the Midlands and help children who need a little bit of assistance in the classroom. It's mostly about making reading fun, keeping calm, concentrating for longer and being confident in your voice. Reading with a dog and practising with a dog really helps with that. It doesn't matter if children make mistakes. They're reading a story out loud and feeling better about themselves. They'll learn over time to be more confident in what they're doing. So it's really, really wonderful. While Crufts has a reputation for being about competition and prestige, what it demonstrated was that it is also a community which cares about helping to empower animals and people. 
with hundreds of trade stands also offering everything from tasty treats to high-tech toothbrushes, we've picked out 10 of the most weird and wonderful items that we think are quite unique. Here's the best of the bunch. Diamond Dogs Luxury Collars This luxury brand, run by Joanne Mahon, offers stylish collars, leads and accessories for the most fashionable of pooches. Diamonds may be a girl's best friend, but who says they can't also be a dog's? The company has a long history of designing for fashion houses, including Hugo Boss and Paul Smith, as well as making pieces for celebrities such as Mick Jagger, Elton John, David Bowie, Britney Spears and Jennifer Lopez. That's not forgetting Oprah Winfrey, Barbara Streisand, Duran Duran and the patronage of UK and foreign royalty. For over 18 years, they designed costumes for the London production of Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber's hit musical Starlight Express, and they have also created pieces for the musical Cats. Their items have also appeared in English National Opera Productions and Hollywood Films. Their latest commission was for a pair of cheetahs who featured in Sir Ridley Scott's film The Counselor, starring Brad Pitt and Cameron Diaz. With illustrious clientele, These Swarovski crystal-embedded collar accessories carry a large price tag of up to £400. Perfect Portrait A special portrait Britain is known as a nation of dog lovers and Perfect Portraits offers owners the chance to turn their beloved pet into a special portrait. All you need to do is upload a picture of your dog and pick it a quirky outfit and you'll get your own picture of them as a king, princess or Peaky Blinder. As well as portraits, you can get the image of your dog on a variety of products such as mugs, dog bowls and coasters. Boo Dogoo Bamboo Drying Robes Dogs love the chance to run around outside in all kinds of weather, but they're not as much a fan of getting wet. Nicola Sandys decided to make her own solution in the form of sustainable drying robes made from soft bamboo, the equivalent of a dressing gown. The robes are soft and come in a variety of aesthetically pleasing colours, all of which are made and manufactured in Loughborough. The outfit includes an adjustable and extendable snood with a hanging loop, an opening for a lead attachment and an adjustable fit at the waist. Donut Dudes Vegan Treats for Dogs You could mistake these vegan dog treats for items you'd find in a patisserie or the cake aisle of a supermarket. Donut Dude Treats are completely vegan with no meat, dairy products, honey or butter included. These dog snacks are the definition of fun. They're bright, colourful and have cute edible decorations in the form of pigs, ducks and dinosaurs. We're told that one of them even tastes like a Greg's sausage roll, but you'd have to take their word for it, as we couldn't find anyone willing to taste it. Emma Pet Ultrasound Toothbrush Dental health is a pivotal but often overlooked facet of canine well-being. Emma Pet's ultrasound toothbrush promises a holistic, calming treatment for dogs, which will also get rid of tartar and impurities. While it looks like an electric toothbrush, the brush itself does not move or vibrate, meaning it is less likely to scare your pooch. The Amaze Brush When you have a pet, you find fur everywhere. On your clothes, in your bed, sometimes even in your food. There's no way around it. The Amaze Brush calls itself the world's most effective lint and pet hair remover, easily brushing away fur as well as removing pills from clothing. 
It can be used on any material or furniture, excluding leather, with none of the fur or material brushed away sticking to the brush itself. Rose's Top Dog Dog Grooming Dryer Brush These dog brushes are the canine equivalent of a Dyson hair dryer, brushing and drying the fur as you comb your dog. This saves the hassle of holding a brush in one hand and a hair dryer in the other, as well as the bonus of not having the loud noise of a regular hair dryer. Rose's Top Dog also sells an infrared therapy and drying brush, which promotes a positive regrowth of hair and cell reformation. The company also claims it is good for joints, muscles and tendons. I might start using it myself. Kong Squeeze Gels. These are vibrant animal-shaped characters that squeak and bounce in equal measure. Ideal for throwing, tugging, fetching as well as interactive play, they can be enjoyed both indoors and outdoors. Made from durable non-toxic materials, this is a great addition to your dog's toy chest. (coughs) Tasty Bone Flavoured Nylon Treats These nylon bones are infused with flavours including cheese, chocolate, T-bone steak and peanut butter. Other exotic flavours that you won't often see on the dog toy market include apple pie, beef wellington, fish and chips and chicken tikka. These bright, imaginative toys claim to remain tasty for the entire lifetime of the product while promoting strong and healthy teeth. Tasty Bone only uses human consumption-grade flavours with no animal content, salt, sugar, additives or preservatives. The bones are made from tough, durable virgin nylon with natural flavour which have not been recycled. Even the raw corgis approve. Tasty Bone was recognised for its worldwide expansion and export growth by being honoured with the Queen's Award for Enterprise in the International Trade category in 2017. Webox Easter Eggs for Dogs Why should dogs have to miss out on all the Easter fun? Chocolate is toxic to dogs and should not be fed to them in any circumstances, which is why these eggs are made from carob. A dog-friendly alternative to chocolate, the egg can be used as a treat or reward and should be broken down into bite-sized pieces as part of a balanced diet. Up now, it's trivia time, brought to us by Flashback Roger and his Did You Know feature. Hello again everyone, how are you all this week? I hope you're well. Do you know, I think I've just woken up to the fact that we're surrounded with a computer of some sort. There are now watches, phones, clocks, washing machines, kettles, cars, everywhere in fact. But did you know that? The mouse, one of the most necessary computer peripherals, was introduced to the world by Douglas Engelbart in the 1960s. You'd be surprised to learn that the body on the base of the first mouse was made of wood with metal wheels supporting it to roll back and forth. It had a cord connected to it, which was interpreted as the tail of the mouse, which is why we still call it a mouse. When the typewriter was invented, it had keys in alphabetical order, and as a result the typing speed was too fast, and that made the keys jam. So to reduce the speed of a typist, the QWERTY keyboard was invented in 1867. And incidentally, typewriter is the longest word that you can type using the letters only on one row of the keyboard of the computer or typewriter. In May 1997, an IBM supercomputer known as Deep Blue beat the then chess world champion Gary Kasparov, who had once bragged that he would never lose to a machine. 
After 15 years, it was discovered, though, that the critical move made by Deep Blue was due to a bug in the software. The Space Invaders game, which was always popular in the 1980s, was intended to always be played at the same speed, but as you destroy more aliens, the computer can read faster, which is why the aliens speed up as you near the end of the level. And the Abacus was one of the first inventions that led to the first computer, which is credited to Charles Babbage in 1822. And Alan Turing, of course, was the father of computer science and artificial intelligence, and whose inventions in the 1940s cracked the German Enigma code. His machine can still be seen at Bletchley Park. Alan Turing sadly committed suicide in 1954. And finally, one of the first instances of a stored computer program came in 1801 when Joseph Marie Jacquard demonstrated a loom that wove fabrics based on a hole punch cords that were fed into the machine. The Jacquard is responsible for producing designs in carpets, furnishing fabrics and clothing, albeit that now up to the mini computer software does the work which was once the role of punched cords. So then, the computer age is well and truly with us. And where would we be without such wonderful technology? It never ceases to amaze me. Little did I imagine that we would all become computer operators in our everyday lives. In road up, I'm off. I make me a good old-fashioned cuppa and switch off my computer, without which, of course, I could not have done our did-you-know spot. So till next week, then, I'll just say bye for now. Ta-ra a bit. Ta-ra. Up now. We had to hear what the web has in store for us. Brought to us as always by Mina. The weather for this week ahead is forecast to be rather unsettled with a few brief sunny intervals but plenty of showers forecast. Thankfully, temperatures are forecast to be milder than last week, averaging around 9 degrees. UV levels are expected to remain low all week. The sunrise and sunset times are 6.05am for the sunrise and 6.25pm for the sunset. Friday 17th of March is actually looking the best day of the week as it is forecast to be dry mild throughout the day. Despite a moderate breeze, temperatures should reach a maximum of 13 degrees. So Friday may well be the day to get those tasks for the weekend done. As the spell of wet weather is forecast to move into the region later on Friday and continue right through to the weekend. Temperatures over the weekend will continue to hold up at 11 degrees. On to next week and will be a lot more of the same with our brollies being kept busy as it is forecast for rain to remain on Monday 20th of March and continue right through to Thursday 23rd of March. The showers are forecast to be persistent but should begin to ease off in the later parts of the week with sunny intervals breaking through as we head into Wednesday and Thursday. With the breeze easing off, temperatures should continue to hover around 9 degrees. So, that's your forecast for the week. As always, enjoy the weather. Cheers for that weather update, Mina. Up now, it's time to find out how our local football teams have been getting on. Fortress Hawthorns again saw visitors leave empty-handed as Albion made it 10 wins from 11 with a 1-0 victory over Carlos Corberan's former employees Huddersfield. 
The Baggies made it back-to-back league wins for the first time since early January, with a second 1-0 home win over the championship's bottom two in a few days. Much like Tuesday's narrow victory over Wigan, it was a workmanlike display from Corberan's side. It was another that won't make the cut for a DVD special, with clear chances few and far between, but most importantly it was effective and enough to bag another three points and get one over returning panto villain Neil Warnock. On a day several thousand joined in to march up Birmingham Road in protest against absent controlling shareholder Guachuan Lai, the Baggies further solidified their home fortress and once more backed up quite an astonishing home record. The win made it 10 wins from 11 at the Hawthorns, with just one draw and a single goal conceded to Blackburn's Ben Brierton-Diaz. That run betters an effort of exactly 100 years ago, a run ended by Huddersfield back in 1923. John Swift, with his fifth goal of the season and first in the league since October, made the telling difference with a penalty on the half-hour mark. It was the lift-off patient Albion desperately needed. It wasn't pretty or rip-roaring thereafter. It didn't need to be, with Huddersfield so poor, the baggies doing just about enough to get the job done. Speaking after the final whistle, Carlos Corberan praised his players for showing immense patience against a team that were deeply competitive and fighting for points to stay in the division. He went on to share how he believed the impenetrable home form and winning momentum is a nod to ever-growing togetherness between the players and fans. Albion have now moved up to 8th place and more importantly are just 3 points from 6th. This week's trip to Cardiff, the final game before the international break, is a real acid test for Corberan's side to try and rectify the dire away form, having lost 5 on the bounce. Up in the northeast, and VAR controversy was at the forefront once again as Wolves fell to a 2-1 defeat away at Newcastle. Julen Lopetegui made four changes to his side, with João Moutinho, Adama Traore, Daniel Podence and Raul Jimenez all starting. Playing in front of a loud St James's Park, Wolves edged the opening five minutes. Newcastle quickly got a grip on the game though and pressed Wolves aggressively, forcing the visitors into a string of mistakes under pressure. However, against the run of the play with the game locked at nil-nil, goalkeeper Nick Pope seemed to take out Raul Jimenez in the box, which could have led to a penalty and red card early in the first half. But to Wolves' frustration, referee Andrew Madley waved away appeals for a penalty and VAR did not intervene. Madley was also the referee when VAR failed and Wolves were denied a winner against Liverpool in the FA Cup in January. If Wolves were not already feeling hard done by, just minutes later, Alexander Isaac headed the Magpies in front before Wolves had to survive an onslaught. Thanks to some heroic defending and good fortune, Wolves somehow managed to survive to half-time with a deficit of 1-0 and a lot to improve on in the second half. Pedro Neto came on for Adama at the break and Wolves were certainly more assured as the game restarted but still unable to create going forward. Lopetegui opted for three further changes in the 68th minute and within seconds Wolves looked set for securing a point when Huang Hee-chan pounced on a defensive mix-up to tap the ball into an empty net and equalise with his first touch. But such joy was short-lived as Miguel Almiron stepped off the bench to fire home a deflected winner in the 80th minute as Wolves were condemned to defeat. Speaking after the game, Julen Lopetegui was clearly left frustrated at Wolves' latest slice of bad luck. 
It was a very clear penalty and red card, but VAR didn't do anything, and I don't know why. It was a pity. We are very unlucky with Andrew at Liverpool and here too. If it's a penalty and a red card, it's a different match, but we can't do anything. I represent my club and my fans, and we are very unhappy with this decision. It was unfair. Have you done any good at the quiz this week? Well, now's the time to find out, as we have the quiz answers. Hello, and here are your answers for this week's flashback quiz. Feeling confident? How will you score? Let's see. Question one. What was the first computer mouse made from? The answer is wood. Question two. What strange name is given to the modern keyboard? And the answer here is QWERTY keyboard. Question three. What was the name of the computer that beat the chess grandmaster? And the answer here is Deep Blue. Question four. What was the name of the popular 1980s arcade game featuring aliens? And the answer here, of course, is Space Invaders. Question five. What was the name of the secret code that Alan Turing cracked in the 1940s? And the answer here is Enigma Code. And finally, question six. What is the name of the device that produces designs in fabrics? And the answer here is the Jackwad. How did you get on? Did you get them all right? If not, not to worry, as I will be back next week to test you once again. Bye for now. Are you ready to get moving? Well, let's hope so, because up now, we have the 10 Today Workout. Hello, everyone. This is 10 Today, a 10-minute set of exercises to do at home to help keep yourself active. Before we get to today's presenter, a couple of housekeeping points to note. The 10 Today project is funded by the Big Lottery and Sport England, and when you're doing the exercises, it's important that you don't push yourself too far, and by taking part, you agree to 10 Today's terms and conditions. You can read these terms and conditions at tnflink.uk forward slash 10T, and the 10T is the digit 1, the digit 0, and the letter T. And please remember that you agree to take part at your own risk. Today's exercises are brought to you by Mike, and here he is. Hello everyone, welcome to 10 Today, broadcast number 5. This is a short 10-minute physical activity routine which will get you moving and stretching. It's great for your health, including improving your balance and building up your strength. Just take it at your own pace. There are plenty of options. If an exercise feels too much, just take it easy and have a break. All the exercises can be done either stood up or sitting down. So just do whatever feels good for you today. We want you to do this exercise safely. You are responsible for monitoring how you're feeling throughout the session. So if you feel any discomfort or pain, for example, if you feel unwell or dizzy or experience palpitations, then please stop and seek medical advice. Please remember, you agree to take part at your own risk. If remaining seated, 
at least to begin with, it would be ideal if you can use a hard chair that you can sit upright in, which could be a dining chair, preferably without arms, uh, which could get in the way in some exercises, and sit with your feet flat on the floor. Okay, if you stood up, uh, just step your feet hip width apart, uh, relax your shoulders and stand up nice and tall. Take a couple of deep breaths. If you're sitting down, place both feet firmly on the floor. Keep your back straight, relax your shoulders and take a couple of deep breaths. In and out. In and out. So, uh, the first exercise is called supporting the sky. Raise both arms together straight up to the ceiling with your palms up and then turn your palms to face down and push down. And again, so hands up and hands down and repeat. Remembering to push up with those palms supporting the sky and down. And now keep going. This is a really good exercise just to get those wrists moving and it stretches the muscles in your arms and shoulders, which can often get a little tight. It's also just a nice gentle warm up. So we should have just a couple more now. So hands up with your palms up and then palms down and hands down. And one more time, hands up and hands down. The next exercise is called dancing the rainbow. So you want to move your feet a little bit wider than hip width apart into a wide stance. Uh, you raise your right arm straight up with your palm up and push down. Now do the same with the left arm up and down and keep going remembering to turn the palm down on the way down keep going alternating your arms uh, this is a really good exercise for strengthening those shoulders and arms uh, so keep going remembering to change those arms and facing the palm up to the ceiling when you press up and then palm facing down when you press down. So the next one is called kick the ball. If you're standing, I recommend you're near something that you can hold on to for balance. So if you swing your right leg forward, uh, keeping it as straight as possible, and then swing it back to standing. So swinging your right leg and keep repeating that action. If you're chair-based, uh, straighten out your right leg right in front of you, uh, feeling the nice stretch down your leg. Then return your foot to the floor and repeat. So whether you're sitting or standing, you're just swinging your right leg forward and back, imagining there's a ball in front of you uh, that you want to kick. Do this a couple more times. Uh, this is great for mobilising your hips, stretching your leg and improving your balance. Now we're going to do exactly the same for the left leg. So swing your leg forward and back, forward and back, 
keeping that leg nice and straight. You might be starting to feel your heart rate go up a little now, but that's great. It just means you're building up your strength. And now a couple more times. We should all be feeling nice and warm now. Next up, it's the twister. Place your hands on your hips, relaxing those shoulders, and twist your upper body to the right, and then twist back to the centre, and then to the other side. And so just keep twisting your upper body from left to right, feeling that nice stretch in your side. And just keep going for a few more times. Good work. Definitely, you should be feeling warm now. Next up is moving legs. Again, if you're standing, you might want to be near something you can hold on to for balance. So raise your right leg out and straight. Then move it to the side so you feel that nice stretch in the top of your leg. Then move it back to the center and back down. Repeat this with the left leg. So lift your leg up straight out in front then move to the side, then back straight and back down. So that's up to the side, back straight and back down. And again, do that a couple more times. This is really good for your hips, tummy and thighs. Slow and controlled is more challenging and rewarding. So keep going and remember to keep the legs straight lift your leg up straight out in front then move to the side then back straight and back down so up to the side back straight and back down and just a couple more times Now we have circle the sky. Raise both arms together, straight up, and circle them in a small circle twice, using your shoulders to move too. And then push your arms down. And again, raise your arms together, straight up. Circle them round twice. And push down. So raise your arms up. Circle one, two, and push down. Again, this is a really good one for getting your shoulders moving and building up strength. Keep going, really moving those shoulders and arms. We should all be getting warm now. If you want to make it a little harder, move your shoulders in even bigger circles. So just a couple more here, lifting the arms up, circling twice, and pushing down and just one more good next is going low these exercises are slightly different if you're sitting or standing so if you're standing place your feet hip width apart bend at your knees and try to keep your back straight and then straighten up your legs again Keep your feet facing forward 
and try not to let your knees move in front of your toes. So you're just moving up and down by bending your legs. A little bit like a mini squat. If you're sitting, just straighten out your right leg right in front of you, feeling that nice stretch down your leg, then return your foot to the floor and repeat on the other side. Whichever variation you're doing, you're working your legs. If you're standing, you're also working your bottom. Okay, so keep going, always remembering to keep your back straight and for those of you who are standing, uh, bending knees down and then up and sitting, raising alternate legs. If you're standing, can you make it more challenging by going down slowly and holding at the bottom briefly? Just a few more. Next, butterfly wings. So this is a nice exercise where you're rolling your shoulders back. Bend your arms so both hands are at chest height and then use your arms to move your shoulders back in nice large circles, using both arms at the same time. If this is a bit challenging, you can do one arm at a time. So keep moving, circling both arms from the back. This is great for the shoulders and upper back. So keep moving. They can be quite energetic, these. Make the circle as wide as you can and keep going. Just a couple more now. Now we have charging the fists. Whether you're standing or sitting, place your feet hip distance apart in a strong stance. Clench your fists, holding them at chest height, and then punch out with your right hand and pull back. And repeat the punch with your left. Keep going, punching with alternate hands. It's a great stress buster, this one. Really think about how your muscles are responding here. Making the punches slow and controlled. Just a couple more now. Good job. Now, we really should all be feeling warm. If you're feeling a little out of breath, well, that's a good thing. It means you've been working. If you're not a little out of breath, I think you could probably work a little bit harder next time. Anyway, we're nearly finished for today. We'll just finish off with a nice stretch and cool down. So we're going to start with a hamstring stretch. So step forward with your right foot, placing your foot out in front of you with your foot flat on the floor. Then bend your left leg and put your hands on your hips and just lean forward slightly. And whether you're sitting or standing, you should feel a nice stretch down the back of the leg. Hold it for 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, Three, two, one. Then return to a standing position and swap your legs. So this time step forward with your left foot, placing your foot out in front of you with your foot flat out on the floor. Then bend your right leg and just lean forward slightly. Again, feeling that nice long stretch. Hold for another 10 seconds. 
10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And the final stretch, hugging a tree. Just hold your arms out in front of you, just like you're hugging a tree, directly in front of you. And your arms, they form a nice circle in front of you. Then cup your hands, putting one hand in front of the other, and push your hands together, feeling that nice stretch across your shoulders and arms. Again, another 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Now, sit up or stand up and return to that nice, relaxed posture we had at the beginning. Brilliant. So, that was all the exercises for today. I hope you enjoyed them. Uh, just to finish off, shake it out. So, just shake those arms and hands, and then your legs and feet. Great work, everyone. Doing 10 today just three times a week can have great health benefits. It's fun and you'll simply feel better. So do keep going. Thanks for listening. TNF Soundings. So that's it for another edition of the Black Country Talking News. A reminder to our CD listeners who have received CDs in padded envelopes that you don't need to send anything back to us. If you have a sight loss tip or someone you would like to wish a happy birthday to, just say hello to. Maybe even a poem or talking book you would like reviewed, then please get in touch with us at the Beacon Centre. Call 01902 880 Email bctn at beaconvision.org or write to us at the Black Country Talking News, Beacon, Wolverhampton Road East, Wolverhampton, WV46AZ. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening, and thank you to all our supporters, donators and volunteers who without their support will be unable to run this free service. Please note the information and views expressed in this recording does not necessarily represent the views of Beacon or Talking News and were accurate at the time of recording. Mentions of goods and services does not imply endorsement and whilst every care is taken to supply accurate information, Beacon and Talking News do not undertake liability for any errors. So it's goodbye from all of us, stay safe, have a good week and we look forward to bringing you next week's edition of the Black Country Talking News. Ta-ra!